Welcome back to another episode of Bungalore and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, and with me tonight is Jim Hobart with hey. Macbeth Studio. <laughs> I love it. Uh, John is out pedaling through Europe with his lovely wife because, as everybody knows, he gets to go on a lot of vacations. He does. While <laughs> real people stay home and work. You get sick, and he goes on I vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you do listen, Jim. I do listen. Tonight we're hanging out at Be Nice, which is this amazing little patio bar that overlooks Lake Eola, uh, tucked away behind the Greek Orthodox Church on Rosalind. And uh, a little bit later in the second segment, you'll hear us hanging out with Miss Tori, and she'll tell us a little bit about the history behind the space and uh, what to expect from it. But right now, I'm kind of loving it. Nice breeze. Great breeze. I'm drinking on a... Strong frosé. You got a frosé. I've got a. Uh, I've got a IPA over here. I've had a long day, Jim. Yeah, me too. It's yeah, been, it's been a crazy. Where week. have you been? I saw you on the turnpike. I, I was on the t- <laughs> turnpike <laughs> with my GPS not working. Uh huh. But I spent the day at Valencia photographing students. Uh, we were doing. Uh, we're working on their their new campaign that's going to be on the sides of buses, and they're using real students who oh, um, are actually uh, Valencia. For people who don't know, Jim, tell them a little bit about Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth Studio is your um, your place for headshots, architecture, aerials, interiors, lifestyle photography, and also we have a new project that we call the Legacy Life Project, which, which we've covered before and we you, love. You guys have been wonderful about covering, and it's just documenting the life stories of elderly relatives, and it's really starting to pick up some momentum. We've been trying to send you some people from Rotary and University Club, because we've been talking oh, about I love it. seniors who like yeah. who have helped Orlando become the beautiful city that it is today, and hopefully... And, and it's great that you're like documenting their life story. Yeah, we love it. We are we're so excited about documenting those and also giving back to the community. We are working with the uh, Holocaust Center that's moving into the old. Um, uh, uh, what was you're it? working the chamber, with them, the Chamber of Commerce. We're, we've well, right we've, on Lake Ivanhoe. We've offered to do some of the. I think it's two years before the new place opens, and we'd sure. like to provide some of the video assets of the few wow. surviving Holocaust um, survivors that are still around. That's a great project, Jim. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about things that have happened in downtown Orlando's bungalow neighborhoods. So that's all the headlines that matter most to people who live here downtown, like Thornton Park and Central Business District, Winter Park. And uh, anything that you want to look up, you can go to bungalow.com and see that I've written things that are a little bit more in-depth than what I'm talking about off the cuff. We are big fans of your of your uh <laughs> Blog and of your podcast. It's the only reason you're here, Jim, is you right. can build me up. <laughs> Tell you how great up, you are. Take me down. Never. I am literally watching the sunset over Lake Yola and I'm dying. This is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up with some of the news this week? Uh, trying to. Yeah. Trying to keep up, yeah. I had to cover, I was just invited to be on Newsnight, which is WCFPBS. Uh, it's their new news program on this revolving newscast that they'll have where we get to come in. and This is going to be a regular thing for you. Regular thing. Yeah. And we just filmed the first one this morning. And uh, the reason I bring that up is, Jim, is because I was talking about real news stuff. So, like, ATV racers who are hauling pregnant ladies out of cars and uh, arming teachers in Florida and affordable housing. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is uh, that is not what Bungalow covers in general. Not that generally. Is, Affordable housing we touch on. Sure. Uh, that's a bit outside of your uh, of your normal stuff. Was, but I want to say I kind of killed it. Yeah. Well, I did I a good job. It was great. Okay. Yeah. You're a journalist. You are a journalist, <laughs> Brendan. I am a city planner artist that fell into a news site is what I am. I think you're a journalist. I am a round thing and a square thing. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to be hearing cars go by, and that's how you know that we're really filming out in the real world. We are. And I don't like how that guy's handling his dog across the street. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Uh, newsy things. Alliance of American Football suspended operations of the Apollos on that. Tuesday. Yeah. Did you ever Closing get to go shop. to a game? I did not see the Apollos. I didn't I, either. I saw a Predators game a long time ago. A lot. Predators. <laughs> OG. Oh, <laughs> Oh, gee. I think it was. I feel like we should have I've never uh, been to an Apollo's game. Though. Memorials to like fallen teams. And it could be like bronze casts oh, of the mascots. Man, can you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? I think before you even moved to Orlando, there was a team called the Orlando Sundogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a soccer team that it almost almost was gone before it started. Um, How many it times does it take before something sticks, you know? I don't know. Like I don't know. Um, I think it was. It's a lot about timing, uh, you know. I think it has to do with the intention behind it too, because it seems like they sure. had a money issue into their second game. Isn't that when uh, Tom Dundon, 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 Ding Dong? He uh, <laughs> sounds he, about right. He had to come in, swoop in with a seventy million dollar package to buy into the league. Really? Two, day, two games in, and he became the executive. Uh, Decision maker, stakeholder. $70 million? I think that's what Seven. Rick Scott spent on becoming governor. I mean, I think he got a better deal. Right? <laughs> at least, at least yeah, he's governor. And this poor guy actually made the decision to uh, close the league. And, oh, no. And Apollos are in a 7-1 lead, which is such a shame. Uh, so halfway through the season, it's just over? Done? Over. It's done. And these poor players who've been working hard to make it work uh, yeah. couldn't even train here in Orlando. Had to stay in Jacksonville, get bussed over to Georgia to I practice. I heard you talking about this and because come of back. some labor law or something. Because of, uh, yeah, insurance laws. That, oh, and so then they, it's just insane. Workers comp stuff. I can't even believe it. I think so. the Apollos are the wow airlines of <laughs> football. Wow. Wow. I can't try. What is, how does Owen Wilson say? Whoa. I can't do it. Oh, come back to me. I sound like an old man taking a poop. <laughs> uh, Ravidus Pig is opening a new brewery. Are they? Yeah. In the sense that they're expanding their brewery operations. They keep saying they're opening a new one. They kind of already have one tucked in the back of their okay. Winter Park restaurant there. And, uh, is it this still on the same premises? It's going it to be into the building next to them, which I believe was a car rental building. Oh, and it's okay. escaping me what it was called. You can call that a new a new brewery then. Right. Moving mm-hmm. next door. It's like Third, no, 15 new barrels, brewery barrels. Yes, brew barrel system. And construction starting this month. I guess it already started. And it should be done in the summer. It's going to be supplying beers for the airport for really? that location. They have a big uh, right. cask and larder location there. And then the Polite Pig in Disney Springs. Oh, the Polite Pig. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've been to that one nice. yet. Polite pig. <laughs> Ravenous pig in Winter Park. How rude. Where they're known to just eat anything <laughs> noisily. I don't know that I know anything about the beer that they brew there. It's pretty good. Is it good? Have you yeah. had some? Yeah. 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 All right. Good. I think I'm, I'm going to have I, to try it. I am a, I'm a fan of beer. 
I've been to every brewery in town, but we just had Rock Pit open up in the south. I haven't been there yet. Don't know that no. one. It's a coal mine themed bar. Really? <laughs> Great. Because why not, Jim? Because why not? I, Here in I, Florida, we're known for our coal mining. My inner Irishman is like, <laughs> I don't think I can go in there. <laughs> <laughs> my inner West Virginian is, right? uh, is dying to vi- go visit it. I would go if they had a pony, a little pit pony. Oh, pit ponies. <laughs> They're blind because they never get to see the sun. No, it's not. That's and not a little right. canary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all I need to be happy in life. Uh, did you go to Orlando Flea this I past weekend? I did not weekend? this weekend. I was in Boca Raton at a oh. wedding this weekend, and I got I missed out on a lot of exciting things. This were you time. working the wedding, or were you just nope. there for nope. drinking? Uh, Morgan from my office was shooting video of the wedding. Okay. I was there as a guest enjoying... Just enjoying myself and the happy couple. How far away is Boca Raton? It was two hours and 45 minutes-ish. It's not bad. Not bad. It's good. Nope. So you could one night and drink a little bit. Oh, you slept over. Yeah, we stayed the night there, and then we drove back the next morning. So you could dance a little bit? Were you little, dancing? A little dancing. Not, you and your lady not, friend? Not much dance. <laughs> my, my lady friend. <laughs> the best realtor in Orlando. She, yeah. Really? Like, award-winning? She's, she's the one. Beth Hobart. Millions of dollars in sales? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beth Hobart. She's, Break it in, Beth Hobart. She's the bomb diggity. Bomb diggity. And we like her. We work with her a lot. Uh, Valencia. Oh, no. What were we just talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, the flea. Orlando flea, which I missed. Orlando flea. Did you go? I did go. It was pretty good. Was it packed like the last couple? No. Oh. Which was okay with me because it was manageable. The last one I went to was uncomfortably crowded. I mean, like, I couldn't move through the place. I went mid-afternoon, which is probably the busiest time of day, and I sort of regretted it. But if you wait long enough, the crowd thins out, and that was nice again. I like the idea of it. I like Celine, that it's in Celine. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is a a (laughs) once-in-a-blue-moon market that Daily City, the DailyCity.com and Mark Bertelli host. Yep. And he curates local makers and fills up this bar, two floors, two stories, uh, plus a rooftop venue Yep, with cool local people. And you can just walk around and uh, shop. And it's right smack in the middle of downtown. And it seems like there's a need. Every time I go, I see people saying, this is what we need. We, yeah. we need more of this. Local makers, prints, buttons. If um, you didn't go to these pop-up events and these markets, and you would think that there's no retail here. Right. Like, there's no manufacturers. Right. And, right. Uh, and boy, are you wrong, and I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. Well, it, I guess it starts with pop-ups, and if the pop-ups become popular enough, they eventually become a permanent retail space, right? That's the that's You're going to be losing goal. me all through this program, Jim, because a corgi's walking by right now. And oh, I, yeah. And I see this little rabbit butt. Yep. And I'm not talking about the dog. I'm talking about the guy walking. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was waiting for to see how long it would take yeah. you to start commenting on the boys walking by. Yeah. Um, this is, by the way, Be Nice is the place for people watching because you've got, I don't know, within my field of view, there must be 100 and 120 people that I can see right now. If and you're on the Tinder, this is where you want to come. Three or four swans and a couple of swan boats. And yeah. The occasional Harley driving by making a lot of noise. I like it. Yep. As long as they're not ATVs hauling me out of their car. No, it's crazy. Uh, so Orlando Flea. in the house. I can't handle it. I manifested that talk. Uh, Mark is going to be, he just announced, he's going to be launching an indoor farmer's market 
Right. Starting I just read in about that this morning. Like July, June, June 9th from noon to 4 p.m. In the same location? Same location in Celine, so air conditioned. An indoor farmer's market. Bar. All really cool local growers, right? And so, wow. and I love seeing this because Mark actually applied for the downtown markets uh, market manager position. They have to open it up for a bid because it's city; it's a city contract. So the downtown one, right on Lake Eola, yep. that we could see where it is from Every here. Sunday from ten to four, I believe. Yes, it used to be five, right? But yeah, yeah ten to four. Think, yeah. Um, which has and a he beer applied garden. for it and he didn't get it. It was given to Red Top Productions, who has always been running it. Right. And Mark, it's a shame because his plan was so great. It was, and he really wanted to just shake it up and get people in there. And if there's one thing he knows, it's good events. So it's right. great to see him uh, doing something on his own. Saying, this, "Too bad, city, you're missing out." This uh, this indoor farmers market sounds like a brilliant idea, and uh, we need to make sure that all of our all of our friends who grow stuff and make produce, like our fleet farming buddies and stuff, need to be like applying to be a part of that because I'd love to see them included. The application's open, so if you're out there and you're growing food yep. or making something, you have some food to sell, uh, go to bungalore.com. Just hop in that search bar and type indoor farmer's market, and it'll pop right up. I love it. Do you know if it's going to be just food and produce, or will it also be crafts and, like this one No, here? just food and produce. Okay. And I think that was part of his, his points of contention sure. with the way that it's been run is that he sees that more as a flea market or versus a, a farmer's market. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got like photographers showing their work and it's jewelry not a bad makers. Thing. It's not yeah. bad. Nope. It's just not a farmer's market. Right. I hope the honey. I hope the honey people come. Black bee. Uh, black, black bee. Black bee honey. I find them interesting because they're really uh, a resale. They're they're resellers. Right. Right. So they buy their honey from a bee farmer. Right. In like northwestern central Florida, and then bottle it and sell it. Under their own label, yeah, uh, cool man. That's smart. And they're, but it's a good cause, and they're doing the, the the money benefits some some great great kids over there in Paramore, and it's it's doing it's doing really good things. I love it. Uh, so check that out, June 9th. What else do we have? We just have a great interview go up with Anita Bohr. She's an Orlando ballet dancer, oh, and yeah. she will be playing. The Queen of Hearts in Arcadian Broad's really uh, Mad Hatter thing that's coming up. <laughs> go check that out. Now we're going to use the producer nah, as well. They, go. they didn't pay for this spot. I can just <laughs> tell you about it. April 26th to the 28th. It's like Alice in Wonderland, but like really about uh, the Mad Hatter. He gets banished from Wonderland. He has to get his way back. And so we did a great photo interview with her and a, and a up-and-comer photographer, uh, Melissa Procco. I don't know this person. Should I know this person? She's pretty great. She actually works for the History Center as her day job, and she does photographs outside of that. And we're going to be doing an ongoing 14 questions series where it'll be 14 questions, and we'll partner with a photographer, really? a different photographer every time, and then really? we'll see what happens. A little, little bit. We'll like You're a, in the hat. I'll pull like your name maybe out. Maybe I could be on Anytime your Anytime you want to do anything with us, list? Jim, you're in. I would love to. And, um, you know, you've got to have. David Lawrence in that list as well because he's another. We've used him a lot, and so we've done inhabit yeah. stuff with him. Yeah, so I just I think we're wonderful. gonna just give other people a try. Is what we're gonna do. Thanks for letting the rest of us in, David Lawrence. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that; he'll get upset. <laughs> the Corinne Drive. Have you been following this? 
Uh, what's Corinne Drive Complete Street Study. Yes, I've heard you talk about it on occasion. I don't know anything independently of it, though. Uh, there's been an initiative to try to calm down the traffic because it's dangerous, right? Yeah, People have been dying. They get hit Com- there. Complete streets means bike lanes and medians and... Yeah, a complete street refers to streets that are good for everybody not just vehicles right and so you're you're putting in pieces for a safe happier community right. uh, and they are trying to see they did it in Edgewater Drive in College Park they want to see what it will take to apply that to Corinne and so they've been doing all of these different design things uh, to try and see what they could do and so they came up with I think I want to say six or seven different design possibilities for Corinne and then they had people vote on their favorites. Oh, so they showed like fl- plans of how the street would be laid out. Yes. Okay. And then everybody was like, ah, I like this one, I like this one. And and I really so anywhere from like a two lane they call it a road diet where you take right. out some, some right. lanes and you add bike lanes on each side and then like traffic islands in the middle so if people are crossing they have a right. place to rest and not right. get hit by a car like, in, like a like a stopover for your frogger ex- yeah, exhibition exactly we like that <laughs> yeah. so if you're if you're playing frogger you want to stop over i need a i need a lily pad to sit on right as is uh, it was actually designed current drive was designed to move marines right so it's very Back wide when the navy base was there and the navy base was just up the baldwin street. park and uh, yeah not conducive to a main street, which is its use today. So they're trying to look at how they can redesign it. And so we finally will have a final design and we're going to find out on, I'm looking at my list, May 1st. May 1st. And they're going to have a big community meeting at the Audubon Park K-8 to school. And some of the, and I haven't seen the designs, Jim, but I you know. haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. It's Who all voted? under wraps. Who were the people who saw them and voted Less on them? Less than 800 people. Okay, wait. I'm going to play the... I'm going to pull my John Busbecker card here and be contrary. <laughs> what do average citizens know about street management? They don't. Well, why have the general public vote on something that... Because they're uh, using it. Takes, it. You live there. Yeah, but you don't know what's the most efficient thing. Shouldn't you have city managers and engineers and people who know about traffic flow be the people who have a voice in choosing the right... <laughs> <laughs> Which is what's I don't happened. Know the first so they thing took in that input, right? They presented all these options. And then ignored it. They hurt. And I generally think that's what happens. <laughs> I think those experts then say, well, you, we heard you. nice. We gave you an opportunity for feedback. Crumple, crumple, crumple. <laughs> well, this is what we're going to make. And right. I know I'm going to get an email from Metroplane right now who's of handling course. it. I'm sorry. That's my fault. But, but come on. That's exactly what happened. Right. So well, these people aren't experts. And the ex... This, the community, the most outspoken people were actually from Baldwin Park because they use it as a thoroughfare to get home. Of course. They don't, they don't. Right. I-4. So, so they want it to be quick. Virginia, yep. Quick and easy. Don't take a lane away. So yep. they wanted five lanes. Five lanes. And most of the people who lived there on the on this stretch wanted it to be like three with some bike right. lanes. And so we'll see. You'll be able to tell what the planners thought of that feedback right. on May right. 1st if they actually listened or they crumble it up and toss right. it away. I'm really excited to see it. Oh, so some of the things that I know that they put in are, uh, they said, continuous sidewalks, features for cyclists. Okay. I don't know what that means, though, because that could mean like... That's a bike lane, right? Right. I assume. You would or assume, but it could be like a bike rack. I don't know. It's okay. Just, 
features for cyclists. Uh, trees for shade. Oh, good. And then they said features to slow down traffic. And now we're seeing somebody get hauled out by a cute oh. little cop with a mustache. She's taken, he's yep. arrested someone. Yep. He's wearing his uh, latex gloves. He's uh, Doesn't like the cut of his jib? Nope. So, so I, it, you can cut this out, editor guy, if this is not appropriate. But I wanted to know about um, Robinson. They've talked about this and about the slight debacle on Corinne, or on um, on Curry Ford, where they've tried this uh, this this road diet thing. And oh, and how do sure. those two? So Robinson, they haven't this? done a trial, but we know that they're going to be taking out a lane at Robinson on the eastbound lanes. That lane oh. is going away. And really? that's going to be a bike lane. And that's because they it's right next to a park. They need to slow down traffic. They want people uh, to see it more as an urban so park. So are you saying it'll be one lane eastbound and two lanes westbound? I think it's going to be a two lane total. One, one each then, way. And like a and islands in the center. A median and some bike lanes. Which is tough, right? Because Robinson not, carries- you're not seeing very many east-west passageways. Right. When you right. look at it, what what is there for no. you to get east west? You're right. Central is all bricks all the way, and it and it's. Um, but I also understand the need because with east with uh, Lake Eola, it's being used by thousands of people a day for yeah. huge festivals. So many pedestrians. Yeah. Right, and yep. the, you cannot cross Robinson. Nope. There are times That's where Frogger, people man. are that just is, running. That's dangerous. Yeah, we take our dog across that street, and we'll wait ten minutes before there's a gap in the traffic. Right, and people don't like waiting. No, not, not in Florida. Mm. And for the Corinne Drive, that was they got they were awarded money to do a study of the effects of putting uh, of having a complete, very extreme model of a road diet. What happens when you restrict all those lanes, put in bike bike paths? Right, it wasn't meant to be permanent. So they tried to so put the word out experiment? that it was happening. Just an experiment, and then they were going to measure. And collect data about the effects on Measure the surrounding the community. Do you have a radiometer? <laughs> I mean, they should have had a radiometer. <laughs> they really thought, the city really thought, that they were not adversely affecting the people in the community. Uh, it was most all of the anyone people, would talk about for about two weeks. And I, I couldn't yeah. get it off my feet. And it's commuters. And you know what? Yeah. We're going to have to bring this back after the break. The Orange County Library System wants to make sure you know about these three things. See an album recorded live at Melrose in the Mix at the Orlando Public Library on April 6th. The featured artist is John John Brown, who is recognized as one of the more promising young names in folk music today. Meet Melanie Benjamin, author of The Aviator's Wife, during the 14th annual Southwest Author Series on Friday, April 12th. This event takes place at our Southwest branch in the Dr. Phillips area. National Library Week is April 7th through the 13th. Celebrate by getting or renewing your library card. You can get your library card online, over the phone, or our favorite, in person. Learn about these three things and much more at OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. That's OCLS.info or 407-835-7323. The Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Here. We're here, Jim. This looks beautiful. We're at Be Nice Patio Bar, Orlando. It's Lake Eola. Lake Eola. Finally. It's like all my favorite things in one name. 
and uh, we're hanging out with my new friend. Uh, tell me all about yourself. My name is Victoria Nelly. Uh, most people know me as Tori. I am the managing partner of Be Nice Orlando. Uh, my business partner is Brian Neese. We named the bar after him, who is Be Nice. That was his high school nickname. Tori, you look like the beautiful princess from The Last Unicorn. Has anybody ever told you that before? No. Nobody's ever told me that before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry the microphone's going right in your face. It's the only way people can hear you. Uh, what makes this place so special? This has been a few things through the years. I can't even remember what it was before this. Before this, it was Sweet on Park. Um, I kind of find it by default, and that's another story for another time. Um, what makes this place so special is that it, for me, is an art and music collective. Um, it is loosely based on an Alice in Wonderland-esque psychedelic chic theme. Um, the art collective part of it, there's a lot of different artists, um, local and then some from South Florida, musicians, um, people who do music festival installations, things like that. Like friends, people you've been like curating and collecting through the years. So you're like a music festival kind of a gal. Music festival kind of girl. I've been following Fish and the Grateful Dead since I was 16. Um, so you'll, you'll see a lot of uh, Jerry Garcia. And then we also have, like I said, it's, it's music and art, um, you know, kind of a, a healing space. So I have some Carl Jung quotes and I want people to come here and create an experience, not just come here to, you know, do reckless things. So we're perched literally on the corner of Rosalind and what is it, Washington? Um Looking out at the Orlando Amphitheater, there are little swan boats cruising by, families just walking by, joggers. Like, this is probably the most busy, pedestrian-wise corner in Orlando, and it's so crazy that something hasn't stuck here. And you've been here now for how long? When did you open? It'll be 12 weeks tomorrow. Girl, I think you broke the cre the, the curse at this corner. Uh, I love it. And I know sometimes in the evenings you have like musicians on the corner. We do. Um, we have open mic and we have a violinist, David Bathan, follow the fiddle typically on Sundays. And he does hope hopes the open mics on Tuesdays. So, you know, any musicians who like to play here right now, we've just encouraged that they come here. Uh, so I love it. OK, let me say a word about the electronic violinist. Who's Go for out it, here. Jim. He's amazing. I ask him to play the Game of Thrones theme every time he comes. <laughs> I come here. He sees you coming. He's like, oh, great. By the way, I've been coming here for, I don't know, two months or so. And finally, I came with you. Brendan O'Connor is in the house. I'm just, it's been a very busy couple of months, Jim. I understand. Okay. All right. <laughs> finally. All I have to say is finally. I love that it's like. It was worth the wait. The interior has like some funky lights. There's like great hand-painted benches and little games. Looks like anyone could just stroll in up off the street grab a froze like i'm drinking and uh and just take a moment right you can grab fox hill coffee we have matcha we're just recently selling our private label tbds um so yeah it's just kind of relaxed chill build a community that's kind of my objective overall is i kept it wide open so that people will engage and kind of meet new people and, and that's what's happened so far so we're pretty excited about that what's what's one thing that you really or let's say two things two things that you really want uh, bungalow or listeners to know about this space. Well, I want people to know that um, I was given an opportunity here on this, like you said, one of the highest traffic patios here. 
Uh, I want people to come here, promote themselves, meet new friends. You know, we do pop-ups here often with local artists and, like I said, musicians as well. I want them to know that this is their patio bar on Lake Eola. Can I also? I dig it. Can I also add dog-friendly and short walk from Lake Eola Heights and the Central Business District? So everybody in that area should bring their dog and come down here. Tori, thank you so much for having us here today. Uh, I can't wait to be talking about the news while this beautiful breeze slaps my face. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, we'll, we'll be sharing some information with the post so people know where to find you, your hours, and everything else. Thanks. And that's Tori. The mermaid with the curly pink hair. She's as sweet as my frosé that I'm drinking right now. I love yeah. it. How is that frosé? Is it good? It's good. Is it's it disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm apparently a magician. Yep. So is my craft IPA that I got here. Yep. Holla. Um, what do you know about affordable housing? Not a darn thing. Okay. But I know that it's an important issue. Let's fumble through it. Okay. Like on a bad first date. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where we go. Well, I, uh, I, I often get into this conversation with uh, my wife, Beth okay. Overt, and also City Commissioner Patty Sheehan, who is uh, very, very passionate about the fact that Several of our local um, uh, affordable housing communities seem to be disappearing or on the verge of disappearing. They're about to take down six different apartment units, uh, affordable housing units, including Reeves Terrace, Griffin Park. I can't remember the other ones. We right. have a list. Right. And, and, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Because when you, that's like thousands of units that are going to yeah. be going away. Very soon. and Well, when you say very soon, you mean in the next few years. In the next years. few not, years. Yeah. You're going to have to phase it out. Uh, and are they going to sell those to private developers, you think? Or I what's going to happen? I don't think so. And I know <laughs> that that's a threat that people are worried of. I don't think so. I think the what they're saying is, the, the housing authority, that's who I mean by they, is that they cannot afford the upkeep and the cost of renovation for the space. And... Because dollars are getting pinched at the federal level that generally go into how like so, affordable housing. So programs. Orlando receives federal dollars to help up keep those yes. uh, those, those apparently I'd, subsidized homes. I would ask where has it gone the last couple of years yeah. because they're we're hearing pest issues, mold, just general rot. Right, of it's these, not being taken of care units. of. It's well. not being taken care of, and so we're being told rather than. Uh, trying to figure out how to fix them we're just gonna demo them and rebuild and that's uh, apparently cheaper than trying to staunch the bleeding and when um uh, patty and i were talking recently about the hampton manor i believe it's called okay you know the one, I at, don't know at, that one at, it's at robinson and bumby it's that oh, little sure, community sure. that used to be chain link fenced and really really nasty little houses and they tore that down and put in those cute little um tall skinny homes along there and they were sold to the residents at a subsidized That's an rate. interesting program. So it's a little bit different because generally okay. what we're talking about with affordable housing is that it's it's is like rentals. Rentals. And mm. so these though are sold in subsidized homes for people to buy first time buyers and right. then after they've paid it off if they can stay there for a couple of more years and then they can sell it at market rate. Right, right, and that's and that's, and that's Patty's problem is because immediately now those people got helped, but no one else can be because now all those homes are now at market rate and they're just like every other house. Right, so that's not helping. No, long term. 
And I so, just don't know. It's such a holistic, big, crazy problem. Right. Uh, 90, we're at 97% occupancy. People who are going to be displaced from that housing, those housing projects that are getting demoed, plus the other yep. 12,000 households that are waiting to even be considered plus for public housing. Plus 1,500 new residents a week moving to Central Florida. Looking for spaces. Right. Where do they go? Where do all those people go? And I don't and know what you Supply and demand do. means that the price just keeps going up because the demand is so high. And how do you, how do you incentivize public housing when right. developers will make no money from building it outside of getting grants from the federal government? And if the federal government's not giving out right. the grants, well, it's who's going to build it? It's got to be about incentives. It's got to be about Telling people like, um, you know, Craig Usler and the, the guys who are coming into town looking at building a tower and saying, how do you make it a positive enough incentive to make 30% of those, those apartments affordable? Right. And if you're not going to get that at the federal level for like credits, if you're going to be right, then it's got to be municipal. Right. right. And, and, and then we need local government to fee maybe so you can make that happen. Yep. And I know uh, Lyft. Orlando is doing something like this out in West Lakes. They're building a lot of affordable housing right. units. And then that in itself is a little bit off. Yeah. Because then you're <clears throat> in you're building intense, you're intensifying and, and concentrating these affordable housing units in one neighborhood. Right. And, and that's not good for anybody either. Years of years of experience have shown that places like Cabrini Green in Chicago, you don't I, you don't concentrate the I low go. income hang, housing yeah. into one place because it's it's going to fail. Spread it, it out. But nobody right. wants it because we're a bunch of NIMBYs. Not in my back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a YIMBY, just so you know. You're not yes. a NIMBY. Yeah, I'm a unless, YIMBY. Unless, yes, yes in my back. <laughs> <laughs> unless what you're saying yes to is someone peeing in your bushes. Yes, in I don't case. like that either. Right? Well, Sprinklers in my back. Don't follow Cindy. that on Instagram. <laughs> So, yeah, that's something that's coming up. That's going to be in the news for years. We I don't know how fix you fix it. it. Right. I think really probably a good way to start handling it is starting to flip these smaller scale buildings and doing like small scale development scale of trying to, you know, like 20 units at a time. Right. Help them out. What if turn what these if, old office towers? What if I have an acre in downtown and instead of building a single McMansion, I put 20 small homes on it? 20 not tiny homes exactly, but maybe a, a sort of a... I would love... I would kill to make a tiny home. Oh, wouldn't that be great? A little tiny community. Yep. And a cute little meandering path through oh, the mall. Parking I, in the back so you don't have to you know look I at stayed it. in a tiny home out in Denver, and I was so impressed by it. 240 square feet. You're and a tiny man. I am tiny. In a little it, tiny home. You could do it. A little leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do it. I just have too much stuff. I'm English. I'm not Irish. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> not that, that I have any... Is that no. <laughs> I like my Irish friends. Let's talk about top. Oh, well, Irish. We're talking about Irish. Uh, the oh, Embassy Irish Bar is now segue. open in downtown Orlando. It's uh, by Roger Wall, who opened Lizzie McCormick's and Skinny's. So he's opened this new concept. Oh, that's by him. Yeah, it's right there next to um, Jimmy John's. Yes. On that, on that corner, what southwest that? corner of Central and Orange. Right. Good job. Thank you. I, I work right across the street in the edge built. So you have no excuse not to nope, know where it is. I can see it out of my window. And you love Irish bars. I do love Irish we, bars. Give me some Guinness. They have twelve beers on draft. And that's all I know about it. Okay. That's it. I'll go I'll go check it out and report back. I don't think they have any food. Uh people. Wanna talk about people? Yeah. Flora Maria. Who's that? Flora Maria Garcia. Don't she was know. the executive director of United Arts and she has resigned. 
Why? Uh, doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. She's moving to St. Pete. And she, United Arts is like this umbrella fundraising mechanism. Right. I think they've given. Many organizations are underneath United Arts. They fund 60 different arts organizations here locally. What? In multiple counties. They've given $150 million since they were founded in like early 90s. Good grief. To these local groups. United Arts is still going, right? They just, they they just lost their leader. Without her. They're going to hire a okay. new executive director. They have a huge staff change. Executive staff is all different. Like they're grants managing people. Okay. New school program person. And uh, their they, board is different. So they, they fund things like the, the ballet and they give money to all kinds of arts community. Yeah, arts when, organizations uh, when the state funding slashed arts, the arts budget down to like 10% right. of the previous year, a lot of these places were hit hard. And they really, United Arts kind of spearheaded this movement to try to offset that cost. Hard. I don't know how you could make up for that much, but right. we'll see. And anyway, right. keep an eye on them. We'll see how they do. Whole Foods is dropping their prices. What? 20% on select items, and Prime members will still get a 10% off. Are they adding parking spaces to their parking lots? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's crazy because since they were acquired by Amazon, they immediately dropped their prices, and now they're dropping them again, and then you still get like Amazon Prime benefits if you shop there it's just really interesting to see i don't know how you can compete as a small scale grocer that's the model right it's like lower your prices until everyone else goes out of business it's the walmart model i think and as i know i mentioned earlier we were working on this new magazine for downtown and like oh no i haven't said that we're going to be doing things like a very special magazine for in for downtown residents uh, launching in August when the really? school opens. Oh, UCF of Valencia. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Can, can we be a part of it? Yeah, of course. Done. Magazines need <laughs> pictures, <laughs> and do. I do pictures. You do do pictures. <laughs> do do. <laughs> I do do pictures. Uh, there's no. We're like, what do we talk about? Where can people go for groceries? Right. If you're living here, there? here in downtown, nowhere in Paramore. Well, where not are you yet. going? Is that crazy? Yeah, it's. Isn't it coming? Not that I know of. I think the closest thing is the Publix downtown is the closest grocery store. Wow, really? For these. You have to cross I-4 to the near. Yeah, underneath. Why are we not solving this food desert thing? I mean, come on. It's a food desert. A grocery store in Paramore would kill. I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of market on campus. Well, in in the middle of Creative Village, there's going to be a lot of retail, but I guess we don't know quite what. they're doing a market. We're we're trying to hear from them about all the different retail uses. Actually, talking about retail, Jim, I just uh, had a meeting with someone who is handling all the retail for the yard in Ivanhoe Village. Mm -hmm. I have a little diagram. We've been doing some photography and some marketing for them. Stephanie Darden and the Prismatic team are doing all the promotional stuff for the yard. So we did some drones, and so we did some... I got the roundup of who's going in the... They're getting a food court. Right. Food, not food court. Food hall. A food hall. Food courts <laughs> for 90s, malls. Food halls for hipsters with lots of money. Oh, right. Thank you for clarifying. And I haven't written about it yet, so we'll, we'll say oh. it here first. You want to hear the yeah, vendors? Yeah, I do. Give it to me. Humble Vegan. A lot of these are coming from the food hall that this guy owns in Tampa. Oh, okay. But there's a couple of locals in here, too. Uh, fork and hen, no idea. Fork and sea sounds like seafood. Right. Chef and I, it's American Southern cuisine. Okay. Soralina, it's Italian. 
right behind the newly opened Italian Sette restaurant. Oh, very oh. nice. Again, these are all restaurants going in little food. The food hall inside in the, food the yard. Hall. Yeah, it's a two-story, two-story building. That building is gigantic. I, I'm it so is, excited. It is massive. Orlando Meats is going to be doing oh. something in there. I don't know what. Second yet. location for them. French Bistro Breakfast, Poke and Rose, and then there's four other spots that haven't signed deals yet. They couldn't wow. tell me. I also have to say the yard. I've seen the rendering of the. Um, the top deck with the pool and all that the bar that's going on up there, and there's a special little VIP area with Ooh. some with some uh, fire pits and stuff like that. It looks gorgeous. That is going to overlook Lake Ivanhoe. It's going to be the place to hang out. Ivanhoe Village, man. You can all put five hundred people on top of that roof. It wow. is gigantic. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it is massive. That shipping container thing that's going to be up front yep. is so cool. Yep. They're looking at a that will be local open this summer. I think August is when people are going to start moving in. Yes, <clears throat> maybe first tenants with in August. fully moved in by Q2 2020. Yeah, I think is what I yep. have. Yeah, yep. so yeah, following that, we'll have something up, an update up on bungalow.com with some more info, and then oh, we don't have much time. Events. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that short. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Richard Dreyfus is coming to the is NZN. He really? He's going to be here for the Florida Film Festival on April 19th. Fantastic. For a screening of The Goodbye Girl, which won him an Oscar. I like Richard Dreyfus. I'm a fan. If you pay $60, you get to stay for the question and answer Ooh. All right. thing after. The Coca-Cola Eye is now the wheel. Coca-Cola is no longer a sponsor, I guess, so... They've changed the name again. The Orlando Eye mm-hmm. is no longer the Coca-Cola it's, Orlando it's Eye. The wheel. It's the, <laughs> the really big wheel. Jesus, take it. It's a. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> That's a meme waiting to happen. I can't wait. Right. Uh, uh, Taste of College Park is coming up on the 11th. So be sure to go to that. I'm going to be a judge again, so I get to go eat all the things and then vote on what I think is my Are favorite. You a judge. Are Are you judging? a judge of the yeah College Park Food Festival. I am. Wow. I. The Dubs Dread, historic Dubs Dread Ballroom. Very nice. Every year with, with the, the giant uh, fireplace. College Park Rotary. Yep. Uh, some things we're working on that we haven't written about yet. Tell so this me. Is, Tell me the scoop. There's a new lynching memorial going downtown. Possibly. They're looking at putting it uh, at the, hand okay. of the Heritage Square. Because okay. 33, there were 33 lynchings in Orange County back in the day, which places yeah. that's in sixth place. Not not something you ever want to place it at all. Wow. In the southern states. And it's really a July Perry memorial. And July Perry was part of the Okoe right. massacre. Right. And, uh, I've, yeah. I've read about it. So sad. Yeah. I just learned that there was a hanging tree next to the Kissimmee City Hall uh, recently. So, yeah. We've got we've got a, a checkered past, I think we could say. I like a memorial that like gets in your face a little yep. bit. I'm into it. Yep. Makes you think. New Image Youth Center needs a new home. They service about... Over 100, I would say 120 kids really? in Paramore uh, have to find a new home. They're getting kicked out of their home. They're looking actively for a new space. There's going to be a fundraiser coming up. We'll be sharing information about that. Okay. Love to out- help out with that. Yeah, okay. We'll let you know. Outpost Neighborhood Kitchen is moving out of College Park. And I know where, but I'm not allowed to say yet. Oh. So we'll tell you later. And that's it. Let's go into events because we have only a couple of minutes. Let's have some events. I've got an event. Tell me the event. Uh, April 14th in the uh, sh- uh, Walt Disney World Bandshell here at Lake Eola. Uh, 
Well, uh, Opera del Sol will be doing a uh, a show in the band shell from something like 1 to 4 p.m. We'll be sharing that trailer on go, social so you can see it. There's a beautiful to, trailer oh, you shot. I'm so excited about <laughs> the trailer we shot. It's so exciting. Share it. Uh, the third retro modern home tour is taking place on Saturday from noon to 7 p.m. Ooh, that sounds like fun. In Audubon Park. It's fun. I've done it before. It's kind of like a progressive bar crawl in oh. fancy rich homes I could never afford. 20 to 30 bucks a ticket. 30 right. if you buy it day of, 20 if you buy ahead of time. Right. Wig Fest at Parliament House. 8 p.m. on Saturday. Everybody's wearing a wig. Wig Fest. Wig Fest. Where you going? And not much else. No, just a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> and herpes. Lake, Lake Eola Heights Community Garden rededication ceremony yes. is taking place 9.30 a.m. on Saturday. Yep. I put that in because I knew you were coming in here. It's your excited. Hood. And what the mayor will be there. Talk about it. What is it? Why do I care? Well, the community garden is, uh, I don't know, probably 40 little 4 by 8 plots. 40? Uh, yeah. There's. Have you ever been? Is that the it's, biggest? It's right com- beside the church. That's it's, the biggest community garden in town then. It's giant. It's really giant. And and people from all over Lake Eola Heights have either a full plot or they share. Oh. And they are plotners. That's plot partners. <laughs> with, uh, with another neighbor like we are. Beth and I are share a plot with another neighbor. And... Um, yeah, you they they there's so much help. So if you don't have a green thumb, there's people there that will help you. You know, like I don't know about weeding and how does your garden grow? It went great. Yeah, what did you, uh, you grow in it? We started in the fall, and then I think we had a cold snap, and it killed a lot of things. Oh, so no. maybe not so good, but we're getting better. It takes practice. We got one minute left. Sean Go. Spicer is going to be in town. He's doing a talk at the Tiger with the Tiger Bay Club at the Citrus Club, twelve thirty p.m. on Monday. Forty dollars, you can get to talk with the. Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer? Press secretary. What? <laughs> That's Sean Spicer? Yeah, yeah, he's came here. Made famous by SNL. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cult classics. Will he tell the truth? I don't. <laughs> Nothing but the truth. <laughs> Tuesday, NZ is going to be playing Fight Club. Mm. So if you need a romantic date right. night on Tuesday, right. go check that out. Yeah, let's go and make soap out of people. For. All right. That's it, Jim. This was Any- amazing. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Anytime I, you want. I love this. You okay, got a shout week? out? You got something <laughs> you want people to tell people about before we go? Make it quick. Uh, yep. There's. I'll give you a little bit of dirt. Okay. Macbeth Studio is moving. We Where? are leaving the Angebilt. We don't know yet. But okay. we are leaving there by September, so we have to find a new place. So if you know of a good place that would be our good fo- next photo studio, we need help. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Be Nice, for hosting us. And uh, tune in next week. When we'll be at K Restaurant, I think. Will Bus Decker be back? No. Ooh.